WDBM East Lansing. Bringing you sports from NBA to NHL to NFL and more. But more importantly, bringing you the full rundown on MSU Spartan Sports. We cover it all. Get us on the phone at 432-3893. And now, the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. Welcome into the basement. Welcome back from spring break, wherever you may have been. Hope it was enjoyable. I'm back. I was here last week, bearing the cold weather, but back from Florida. We'll talk a little bit with you about your trip <laughs> in a minute. Uh, but Ray Mar is here. Pavel Kaufman, uh, Scout.com, is here as well. What's going on? What's up? What's up? Back. Here's our contact info from the top. Exciting spring break. Quick, quickly. Uh, short spring break. Had some fun in Illinois for the b- basketball game. It's fun. You went to the STL? Yeah, I went to, to the, the STL. To the parents' crib? To the parents' crib for a few days. Saw Blues game. I'm sure. Oh, man, I'm sure you were thrilled. You and the seven other people that went to the NHL game. No, no, there was about 15,000 there. Hey, so it, the seats were looking better than what they're selling in Detroit, you think? Oh, absolutely. Detroit's not hockey town anymore. They can't sell out a game. They're the best team in the in the league, and they can't sell out a game. Well, don't they For years sell out, now. but no one shows up? Is that how it goes? I no. mean, when you got when you got the Stones up in Auburn Hills, and it's not a bad. All in all, it's not a bad sports state, is Michigan. But our number, if you'd like to get in touch, whatever's on your mind, you uh, ticked off about the Spartans, uh, upset about what the Tigers are doing in spring training, whatever is on your mind, five one seven four three two thirty eight ninety three. The email inbox just logged in, wide open all hour. WDBM Sports at Gmail. Brigitte, she went to Miami. She's a co-host of this show. I have not heard from her, so I don't know where she is. She may still be partying in the city where the heat is on all night on the beach till the break of dawn. I don't know if she's she's still down in the MIA. Jamal Spencer, ABC3, he's going to be joining us uh, shortly after the hour here. Uh, He's taking care of some business for ABC3 with Coach D'Antonio. So we do have some hot news regarding recruiting. Oh, some hot news. D'Antonio is lighting it up in the 09 class. Ridiculous verbal commits. We know they're just verbal commits, but a testament to the evolution that is going on here at Michigan State in regards to football. We'll talk who Michigan State got verbal commits from, and perhaps two of the top five players in the state are verbal to Michigan State. Impressive. We'll tell you who they are and when they verbally committed uh, to Coach Antonio in the Spartan program. Also, it seems as if Comcast and the Big Ten Network are getting closer to an agreement. Woo, we never thought that would come, but I'll tell you the details later on in the show. Also, I got some T.I., some Tom Izzo for you. Caught up with Coach today at his press conference, got his thoughts on the whole situation at Ohio State, the loss, clearly. And then looking ahead, now we play Ohio State again Friday at 2.30 p.m. Eastern in Indianapolis, second round of the Big Ten Tournament. We are a four seed. That that game was locked in before we even played Ohio State Sunday, so both teams knew that they would be facing each other in consecutive matches. So, hip, hip, hooray, we play Ohio State again Friday, and all signs are pointing to a rematch with Wisconsin if we win, and Wisconsin wins on Saturday, and that would be great. And I will be there in Indianapolis covering the Big Ten Tournament in hopes that Michigan State can pull it off and it'd be a nice, it'd be a nice start to the NCAA tournament to get the to get a win, a championship at the Big Ten tournament. It's nothing spectacular if you win the Big Ten tournament, really, is it? I think uh, 
we have, we're poised. We are due to win the Big Ten term. We haven't won it in a while since, what, 01? I think we are due to win the Big Ten tournament. I think we're going to make a run. I think we're on Wisconsin at a neutral site. These neutral sites, you know, time is on my downplay, but neutral sites do matter. If neutral sites didn't matter, why don't we win at Wisconsin? Why don't we win at Indiana? And you want to make hissy over these losses. Seven losses on the season. You look back to 2000 when we won the national championship. That team had how many losses? Seven losses. Uh, when we made a run to the Elite Eight, the team had 12 or 13 losses on the season. So uh, let's not get caught up in records and what they mean. You can look to Memphis, the only team in the country in the top 25 with one loss, but who have they played? So don't get caught up in records. Seven losses, three of them have come to the top 15 in the country. And a couple of them at you know at Wisconsin, at Indiana. I think anybody would lose at there. Penn State, and at, I think you can look at Indiana and what happened to the Hoosiers in overtime yesterday in a test that Happy Valley is not a nice place to play football, let alone basketball. Now, uh, but some Spartan tidbits. You know, we like to show love across the board, uh, regardless if it's a revenue sport or it's you know a headliner. First off, women's golf they won their second consecutive tournament at the Mo Memorial Tournament. Down in Bryan, Texas, Sarah Brown, she won the tournament second time, and the team won their second straight tournament. Incredible. They are very, very good. They won the Big Tens last year. I wouldn't be surprised a bit if women's golf won it again, and you see them make a run this year into the national tournament. So big ups to women's golf. Big ups to the, to, I'm going to give them a nickname, Puerto Rican Thunder. Franklin Gomez, Michigan State wrestling, born in Puerto Rico, or born in the Dominican Republic, moved to Puerto Rico, and then moved to Southern Florida. So he's been all over the, the map. And Buddy came to Michigan State. Sophomore wins the Big Ten title yesterday at 133 pounds. I weigh a buck seventy-five, and I would not want to mess with this kid. He's 133 pounds of of just animal. Okay, he'd have me on the ground, hand arms pinned behind my head. It'd be a wrap. Watch the, I actually watched this. This was on the Big Ten Network yesterday. Watch this. This guy is an animal. Big ups to Franklin Gomez. He won the Big Ten title, and he now has his eyes set on a national championship. It seems like every year Michigan State has an awesome wrestler. The Simmons brothers and now Franklin Gomez doing his thing. And he's only a sophomore, and he's a Big Ten champ. Also, Rhiannon Bandescott. What a great name. Gymnastics. Perfect 10 in the vault yesterday. I'm, I'm everywhere. I was at gymnastics yesterday. I had to work it for, for my other job, sports info. But she scored a perfect 10 on the vault yesterday, only the second time in program history. And according to one of the assistant coaches, it was only like the fourth perfect score in the country all year. It's pretty baller, okay, when you get a perfect 10 in gymnastics. So big ups to her. Also, if you listen to the show with a regular basis or regular frequency, whatever you want to call it, we had some Spartan baseball players on a few weeks back. Their spring trip, they beat two teams who made last year's NCAA tournament, which is very difficult to do in college baseball, uh, including number six Rice. They wow. topped number six Rice. Rice pitched their ace in the game. Michigan State lit him up. Big win for the Spartans. At Rice? Uh, it was down in Texas at a tournament, and uh, I'm trying to think where it was in Texas. De- uh, DeLand is in Florida. I'm trying to get all this sorted wow, out. That's a huge victory. That is, that is huge. Number six, Rice, Michigan State baseball on its path to to Midwest prominence at least. 
I think that you'll be surprised where they finish in the Big Ten. I'm projecting them to finish in the upper half of the Big Ten, top three, top four in the Big Ten with the offensive output. Some extremely talented young players that have already been drafted. Uh, Jonathan Roof comes to mind. I think he's playing the hot corner for Coach Gruy this season. But keep your eye on Michigan State baseball. They Very impressive win over Rice. And, and you look, it's tough because you're a northern school. You can't play baseball all year round like some of the SEC schools can do and clearly what the Pac-10 schools can do. Michigan State beat uh Defending Southern Conference champ Western Carolina 5-3 Thursday. They were in the College World Series last year. As well as Rice, who was the tournament host, they beat Rice 9-3. to And pardon me, they were ranked number four in the most recent rankings. So Michigan State baseball, balling, simply balling. Perhaps it's a little Spartan sports rap karma. They come on the show, they ball out. Maybe they need to come back. Probably a little karma for Jeff Lurg if he was on the show last week towards the Hobie and the uh, Frozen Four. Absolutely. Ho- yeah. When does the Hobie voting come out? Uh, Hobie voting comes out uh, the weekend of the Frozen Four, the national championship, right before the national championship game. You know, we're pulling for Jeff Lurg, the Spartan goaltender, to, to be a serious candidate for the Hobie. You know, Spartan interests aside, is he a legitimate candidate to win? Yeah, actually, I was looking at the Hobie uh, watch online today, and he's not anywhere close. You've got um, you got Kevin Porter from Michigan. You got Jean Philip Lamoureux from North Dakota, and you got um, the third guy. I can't remember his name, but he's not even anywhere close. He's got to get some ups. He got to get recognition. He, we got to do everything we can to. Yeah, we got to have a little campaign as soon as football season rolls around. Too bad I won't be on the air. Um, all, all planned. I'm graduating in May, and I'll be gone. <laughs> Uh, but the the Javon Ringer for Heisman campaign that started a few I started that a few months ago. Uh, Javon Ringer for Heisman, okay? He's gonna get he's gonna get twenty five to thirty carries a game, okay? We don't have the the star prowess at wide receiver, so when you have such talent in the backfield and Javon Ringer is gonna be healthy as an ox, he was you know he came off that injury last season, so he was just getting fresh, and now he had a load of a Big Ten season on his shoulders and legs, heading into the senior year. Javon Ringer for Heisman. Let's start it right now. Think he's going to be durable enough to take 20, 25 carries? I mean, he carried the Rock yeah. over 25 times in the Michigan game. Yeah, that's going, true. Going against the top talent in the Big Ten. Uh, but your thoughts, 517-432-3893. Talk about getting fresh, coming off a knee injury, a serious knee injury. He runs in uh, you know, one of the nation's leaders in rushing yards. I think he's going to have a monster year next year at 100% healthy. Not to mention Javon Ringer, a man of great character. You're never going to have any issues with Javon Ringer off the field. He's tremendous community service in the classroom. And those are things that I think come into play. May, I don't want to call it luck, but good fortune maybe in terms of having a good season. And I expect Javon Ringer, he really, he's told me personally, he wants to go for Lorenzo, was it Lorenzo White's single season yeah. rushing record over, it's like 2,000 yards. I mean, I think he could do it. I mean, he's not going to be sharing the load like he did last season with J.U. Conkrick. I say all in this, all these, all this information to preview what's coming next week. Michigan State football spring preview is this Wednesday, so I'll have that information for you mon- next Monday. So be be prepared to have some football talk already because spring practice starts Monday, 
And we'll see what what shakes up on the depth chart. Brian Hoyer, trust me, is going nowhere. He will be the starting quarterback next season. And we'll see how, what other positions shake out. Who's going to be the go-to receiver? Is it going to be Mark Dell? Is it going to be Deion Curry? Is it going to be Fred Smith? Fred Smith. I'd put my money on him. That guy's a beast. See Fred Smith who's, and Mark Dell lining up. Who's that guy that redshirted or came off the practice squad? I know, I know who you're talking about. I'm trying, I'm trying to think like about dread, it. Not- he, he, they, they almost pulled the shirt off him halfway yeah. through the year because he was dominating the scout team. Was it B.J. Tony- Cunningham? B.J. Yeah, Cunningham, there, yes. Yeah. So keep your eyes out. Maybe not the Devin Thomas-ish receivers, uh, but I will. It is Pro Day Wednesday as well. I'm going to catch up with Devin Thomas. I'm going to catch up with Kellen Davis. I'm going to talk to these fellas, see what life's been like. Devin's been down in South Florida getting ready for the draft, and apparently he's doing well. Because he has moved up in many people's projections, including Mel Kuyper, into the first round. Yeah, I've looked at many mock drafts, and he's uh, he's in the late first round, most of them. If, te- if teams take the best available, Devin Thomas is going in the first round. Yeah, no question. And, and obviously, the draft hasn't taken place, but all signs are pointing to Devin Showtime Thomas making the right decision. Uh, he also had a child to, like immediately after the season ended. So when you got a mouth to feed, scenario is a bit different. Your thoughts, 517-432-3893. Also, the Gmail inbox, wide open, wdbmsports at gmail.com. Alongside scout.com's Pavel Kaufman and just Ray Mara. No affiliation besides DBM. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> you, you're, you're holding down. We'll get to you in your story a little bit later. I'm going to wait till Jamal gets here so we can crack on you. Um, but we continue <laughs> on. If you're just joining us, I will be down at the Big Ten Tournament this weekend. Get all that scoop for you. And it appears an outside shot for myself to be attending the NCAA Tournament. I got my fingers crossed for that one. That would be an exciting, exciting experience. But off of Spartans for a minute. We know we had a women's golf win. Franklin Gomez of wrestling won a Big Ten title. Rhiannon Bandiscott, gymnastics, perfect 10. Spartan baseball, top number four. Rice over the spring trip, so big ups. I guess Chris Cullen just pitched his tail off in that in that win. Just spectacular performance on the mound and, uh, and from the plate, clearly. And uh, that went over number four, Rice, in uh down did, they, did they end up winning that tournament? Or? Uh, they finished, I think the, Michigan State and Rice, both teams finished 2-1 and one in the tournament. Um. Yeah, they held the Spartans and Owls tied atop to four teams standing with identical two and one records, but MSU uh, held an edge by winning head to head battle between Rice and Michigan State. So, so just like a round robin. Type yeah, ex- there it is. Exactly, just what I was looking for. But Michigan State topped Western Carolina five three and Rice nine to three. Very uh, impressive. When you don't think college football and in, in compare power conferences and schools to college baseball, totally different ballpark. Yeah, there's weird schools that are just dominant. Hence the symbolic yeah. speech. Different ballpark. Yeah. Like Rice, very good. Western Carolina, very good. Two big wins for the Spartans. Not to mention we haven't had all spring and warm weather to pr- to prepare. So that's big ups to Michigan State baseball and Coach Grew. But a little bit, uh, t- take us aside from, from Spartan sports real quick. Golf. The PGA Tour. Trip Eisenhower. I'm sure you've heard about this. Charged with killing a hawk on purpose with a golf shot, because it was making noise as he videotaped his TV show. So he's firing golf shots off the tee trying to hit this thing. He does. Apparently, on his 10th shot, hits this hawk and kills it. I want to know how you score that. Eagles 2 under. <laughs> what's, what's, what's killing a hawk during a TV shoot? Is that like 6 under? I'm not sure. But here's the deal. People are making such a fuss 
out of this PGA Tour player, Trip Eisenhower, firing golf balls and killing a hawk. First off, let's get this right. I'm not promoting the killing of innocent animals. No, 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 no. I don't need P to call me tonight. But backwards priorities a little bit here, folks. We're making such a fuss. This guy killed a hawk. People die. People are murdered every day. And there's, in some cases, little or no uproar in certain cases. And we're sitting here, national coverage, because a golfer hit a hawk with a golf ball. On purpose, yes. That is not right. But the the significance we are placing towards this incident in comparison to others that happen daily is embarrassing to the media. That's my thought. As Ray, Ray's, I don't know. I, th- I think you should have better judgment. You're not in fifth grade anymore where you take your BB gun out and start shooting birds or squirrels. I mean, God, for Why Christ's is that, sake. I is, mean, that, is that what you did as a kid? I mean, every kid did that. I mean, you, st- <laughs> you take a BB gun and, you, you know, you try to sh- shoot animals. But I think that, I mean, I mean we're not going to downplay the immaturity of the act. But the significance that the media is placing on this, come on, please. We've got better priorities. The media is sometimes backwards. You know, let's let's cover, you know, this who's at Anna Nicole funeral, you know? We got some backwards priorities in the media. It's a bird, it's not a person. But the act, immature, very irresponsible. Let's not downplay that. I just had to get that out there. I saw it today. It's all over the place. Like, Maybe geez. it shouldn't have been covered, but the guy's a moron for doing that. <laughs> I mean, straight up. Your thoughts, 517-432-3893 is the number. The email inbox, your thoughts, wdbmsports at gmail.com. Jamal Spencer from ABC3, he's going to join us soon, and he is going to give us a scoop on some verbal commitments Mark D'Antonio got recently and why are why they are extremely significant in terms of the state landscape and perhaps the national landscape when you look at the the talent coming into East Lansing that has that is verbal to Michigan State nothing official but it is nice to know that Coach D is doing his thing on the recruiting trail. But we continue on from uh, from the fairways to the hardwood now, Ray. We'll we'll get away from that. We'll we'll get on you in a minute. Don't you worry. <laughs> Yeah, men's ba- <laughs> men's basketball splits a road pair. Tops Illinois and Champaign. Impressive. Raymore Morgan, Kalen Lucas, Darrell Summers stricken with little bugs from something they ate. But we look to Sunday, yesterday, Ayer. Turnovers. The single cause for that loss yesterday? The Ohio State press, the defense, It the Michigan State just looked lost. They fell apart late. They had three straight shot clock violations. They just fell apart. They would get trapped on the sideline, and they had nowhere to go. They would get double teamed. Goran Sutan had the ball. The wrong person to give the ball to, first of all, when trying to break the press. And you keep the ball in Kalen Lucas's hands, Travis Wall, and Drew Neitzel, and you get it up the court, and the Ohio State falls back on the press. But absolutely ridiculous. I, I, it was painful to watch the last ten minutes of that game. Ray, your thoughts on Michigan State's uh, splitting the road pair. I mean, can you take a positive out of that, that you didn't lose both? Uh, well, the, uh, the past week I was <laughs> kind of MIA in the sports area. Oh, that's right, Ray. You were <laughs> yeah. where, where were you at in yeah, Florida? In Panama. Panama. Uh, we'll, we'll get to Panama. We got so, some stories. I wish about, I could elaborate more on we that. We got some stories about Ray in Panama that are visible to me, and I'll make them 
audible to you uh, <laughs> shortly. I'm waiting for my dog, Jamal, to get in here. He could get in here any minute now. He's already late. Go ahead, Pavel. I tell you, if, um, if you told me before these two games, these two back-to-back games, that we were going to lose one of them, which one would you rather lose? Obviously Sunday, because the Big Ten tournament starts. You're playing for a lot more. You're playing for momentum into the NCAA tournament. Ohio State, you know, they need that win. Give them that one win. We'll we'll get it back in the Big Ten tournament. It'll mean more. It is it is an interesting interesting situation. Here we go, front and center, all all conference teams just announced. This is hot. This is hot off the wire right here. Let me get to it. Complete all Big Ten teams. Take me there. I'm trying to I'm trying to find this for you, folks, and uh, let you know if any Spartans. It was announced live on the Big Ten Network, so the eight of you at the Big Ten Network saw it already. Was it the all Big Ten team? Yeah. Here here we go. Uh, media first team, no Spartans. Coaches first team. Wow. Once Matt, Matt Painter. Wow. Coaches first team. Here it goes. Mid- Big Ten first team selection by the coaches. Eric Gordon, Indiana. DJ White, Indiana. Robbie Hummel, Purdue, Brian Butch, Wisconsin, Drew Neitzel, Michigan State, first team all Big Ten. We'll talk that in a minute. Media first team all Big Ten. Eric Gordon, Indiana. DJ White, Indiana, player of the year. Jamar Butler, Ohio State. Robbie Hummel, Purdue, Brian Butch. So your unanimous media and coaches, first team all Big Ten. Brian Butch, Robbie Hummel, DJ White, Eric Gordon. There's your All-Big Ten team. Second team, Manny Harris of Michigan, the freshman. Raymar Morgan, Michigan State. He's on both the coaches and the media. Drew Neitzel is on the second team media, first team coaches. Etwan Moore, Purdue. He's on the media second team and the coaches second team. Marcus Landry, he fills out Wisconsin with the second team. And Michael Flowers, Wisconsin, he's on the media second team. So here's the situation, guys. Here's the scenario we have. Just announced the... All-conference teams. Drew Neitzel is a selection on the first team All-Big Ten coaches team. Does he deserve it? I think uh, everybody double-teams him. Everybody you know, gives him special attention. He's the most one of the most respected guys by all the coaches in the Big Ten. So I think the coaches see him as one of the best players in the Big Ten, and obviously they voted him. So, And here we go. Snubs. Third team, no Spartans. Honorable mention, one Spartan, and his name is not Goran Sutan. Kalen Lucas, Lucas, honorable mention. My opinion, Goran Sutan got snubbed. He should at least... Second in the Big Ten in rebounding. Should at least have been honorable mention. Hits his free throws, great field goal percentage, and it averages about 9-9 nine and nine a game. Coach's honorable mention, uh, Kalen Lucas. So Kalen Lucas, honorable mention. Drew Neitzel, he's on a first team, all Big Ten. Raymar Morgan, he is on both the media and the coaches' second team. Um, player of the year. DJ White. DJ White, both. Unanimous. Both. Unanimous, both in the coaches and the media. So DJ White's your player of the year. I don't see how he could not be. He's averaged 18 and, 18 and 11, something ridiculous. Uh, freshman of the year, Gordon. Uh, Eric Gordon, clearly. But that's a unanimous one. Uh, media coach of the year and coaches coach of the year goes to Matt, Matt Painter, Painter of Purdue. Congratulations to Coach Painter. He's done a great job with the Boilermakers. Sixth man of the year, Jason Bohannon of Wisconsin. Defensive player of the year, any thoughts? Travis Walton. Chris Kramer of Purdue. Oh. We're familiar with him. He gave oh. Drew Neitzel some, some headaches. 
Uh, Michael Flowers also did. He could be in that discussion. Uh, your thoughts on the just announced All Big Ten teams, 517-432-3893 or wdbmsports at gmail.com. Your all-defensive team, Ekpe Udo, Michigan, Travis Walton, Michigan State, Chris Kramer of Purdue, Michael Flowers, and Joe Krabenhoft, both of Wisconsin. And lastly, your all-freshman team, Eric Gordon, Manny Harris, Costa Kufis, Robbie Hummel, Etuan Moore, no Kalen Lucas. Wow. How could this be? Kalen Lucas definitely shifted on the all-freshman team. Of those players, Eric Gordon, Manny Harris, Costa Kufis, Robbie Hummel, Etuan Moore. Etuan Kalen Moore. Lucas will be the second player of, of this group, his name included, to be in the NBA. You Eric give him Gordon, four years. Who knows if K. Luke will be here four years? He's tremendous. He is the new hybrid point guard of the NBA. Fast, incredible first step. Like Chris finishes, Paul. shoots exactly. Chris Paul. And look what Tony, Chris Paul is doing. Tony. Chris Paul is an is is a, top uh, team in the, the league. One B MVP next to Kobe. Unbelievable. LeBron's one C. It's ridiculous. Chris Paul doing is the magician down there with the Hornets. But there it is. All freshman team. No Kalen Lucas. First team all Big Ten. Coach's selection, Drew Neitzel. Perhaps that gives you the insight that the media doesn't have. Perhaps the coaches know how much they game plan around Drew Neitzel and the respect that he commands and what they have to give up to cover Drew Neitzel and what that does for Michigan State's remaining players. So Drew Neitzel, first team all Big Ten for the second consecutive year. Raymar Morgan, Second team all Big Ten. DJ White, player of the year. I don't see how you can argue against that. He rebounded the basketball. He scored 18 and 18 points, 11 boards a game. That's sick. I want to know the last player to, to average a double-double throughout a regular season in the Big Ten. Good for DJ White. He's had some medical redshirt. He's had chronic knee problems. He's had a... Very eventful five, six years at Indiana, so finally paying off, staying for his senior year. Uh, Michigan State's Drew Neitzel wins his sportsmanship award as well, so chalk, chalk another one up for D-Knight. How come Travis Wallen is on the defensive uh, honorable mention? He takes on everybody's uh, best players. He's on the coach's all-defensive team. All, all he is? He is, so T-Walt's on the all-defensive team, but Kalen Lucas not on the all-freshman team. And that's the coaches. The coaches select that team. So Eric Gordon, I can, I can contend with that. Manny Harris... I can contend with that, yes, because, or I can agree with that because Manny Harris is like fourth in the league in scoring as a freshman. That's incredible. Costa Kufis, mm. Robbie Hummel, yes. Etuan Moore, mm. yes. But Kalen Lucas, uh, maybe it's because the coach's team was a little guard heavy, but Kalen Lucas definitely deserved to be on that team. He took the five best freshmen no matter what position they're at. I mean, Etuan Moore, that's pushing it. That's pushing it. Putting Etuan Moore in front of Kalen Lucas, that's not going to happen. Def- the, the greater upside goes to Kalen Lucas. I mean, you look at what Kalen Lucas has done. Average 10 points, 4 assists, shoots 75% from the free throw line. In his last five games, 28 assists, 5 turnovers. So, Kalen Lucas snubbed. Feeling, I'm feel- a little feeling it for a little Kalen Luke tonight. But here it is, uh, first team All-Big Ten, Drew Neitzel, D.J. White, Eric Gordon, Robbie Hummel, and Brian Butch. Wisconsin, uh, they're the Big Ten champs. They only have one 
on the first team all Big Ten. His name's Ryan Butch. I think that speaks to the completeness of Wisconsin's team. They got a lot of different ways they can beat you. They got Flowers, Landry, Trayvon Hughes, Brian Butch, Greg Steamsma. I can keep going. Joe, you know, Bohannon, uh, Joe Krabenhoff. I keep, I can keep on going. Ray Mar- Marcus Landry too. Ray- Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's seven guys, eight guys that just reeled off. Raymar Morgan, as I said, second team All-Big Ten. But Drew Neitzel, somewhat of a surprise. First team All-Big Ten. Unanimous selection by the coaches. Drew Neitzel, unanimous selection by the coaches. And the coaches did not have, they had DJ White and Eric Gordon, or pardon me, DJ White and Eric Gordon, unanimous selection. Robbie Hummel, Drew Neitzel, Brian Butch, first team All Big Ten. Incredible, incredible. I'm I'm happy for D Knight today because it, here's a guy that has averaged 14 points a game, four assists, three rebounds, a three to one assist to turnover ratio. That's third in the nation, and he shoots 85 percent from the line. Uh, you gotta. You got a feel for the guy. You see how many uh, miles he racks up trying to run around the baseline, trying to get open for a shot. He's huffing and puffing, especially when I was at Champagne. He was just completely, he was almost going to drop to the ground. He was just so out of breath. He runs miles literally around that court trying to get open for a shot. Because his buckets don't come as easy. He has to work for him. Clearly, he has difficulty creating his own shot. That's no secret. But what does he do? He'll kill you off a screen. Unbelievable weekend of basketball, though, on a whole. Did any of you happen to catch Carolina Duke? Oh, absolutely. I saw the whole game. Un- Did you see UCLA Cal, the shot over the backboard? So was that counter in your book or no? <sighs> give I say give it to him. I, I'd say give it to him. The ref said it was so close he wasn't going to take it away. But it wasn't even my. that wasn't even the bad part about it. The guy from Cal absolutely got mugged oh. on the inbounds. That was where I had a problem because that was a foul. That was clearly a foul on UCLA. And the out-of-bounds, it looked like a UCLA, it was out-of-bounds on UCLA. So I don't know how they gave it back to UCLA. And then, But how about the, the, the Carolina-Duke game? Big ups to Carolina because I, I, I mean, I don't just hate Duke because they're Duke. I just, I just don't like them. Ty Lawson. How about the way Hansborough was murdered every time he went up to the rack and he didn't go to the free throw line once? I would, ooh, that home court advantage. If I'm Duke, take those refs wherever you go in the tournament. I don't know if we talked about it on this show. might have been on the other show I was on, but we were talking about if the ACC... Dang, you're just a radio whore. <laughs> no, I absolutely am, I guess. I'm just saying... <laughs> well, what, if... what, what are you cheating on me? Who are you cheating on me with, huh? On oh, my Keep, own no, show. Don't, my don't, own even, show. don't even pub your other show on my show. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that if the Big Ten refs let them play like the ACC does, it'd be a completely different story because Michigan State would win... Most of these games that we've lost, they let them play. The Big Ten is just not letting them play. D, you've talked about this many times throughout the year. Yeah, we talked about the Big Ten year. refs let them play like the ACC lets their guys play. You know, not calling everything, give them a little bump. It'd be absolutely a different story in the Big Ten this year. I think that's a discrepancy. Coach is a little upset with his free throw shooting in our in our losses. Was it twenty to six yesterday? Yes, we know we can attest for the for the fouls late in the game that send a team to a line. But some of the fouls, those ticky-tack stuff you're calling on the perimeter, in a conference that is known by its tough play, we're penalizing players when they're hustling and playing tough defense. Are we a soft conference? We're going we're gonna to get to the debate. Is, is the Big Ten falling off the map in terms of college basketball? Did you see the foul, the ghost foul on Travis Walton yesterday on the inbounds for Ohio State? 
on Jamar Butler. Did you see that at all? I was watching the game at the gymnastics meet on my boss's sling box on her computer. Fuzzy is all get out. I was trying my best to to work the gymnastics meet and watch the game, but I did not did see, see that. Oh, Ray, yeah. Ray was recovering. I was recovering hung, all hungover weekend. as all heck. We're going to get to you in a minute. It I'm was, still waiting for Jamal Spencer. It was an absolutely ghost foul. He inbounds the ball to Jamar Butler, and Travis Wallen has his hands up, trying to keep his hands active, trying to play some tough defense on Jamar. He rolls his hand right past Jamar's face, right past the ball. Doesn't even touch him. And the ref, with... The far side ref calls a foul on Travis Walton. He did not touch him. Absolutely not. It was the most ridiculous foul yeah, ever. Yeah, you got to let guys play. And I think Michigan State will benefit from both the NCAA tournament and they'll, they'll be all right in the Big Ten tournament as well because teams are going to play. The point points per game average probably goes up 10 to 12, <laughs> 10 to 15 maybe even. <clears throat> teams get out and run more. It's going to benefit Michigan State. Um. Looking ahead, how do you see? How do you evaluate this scenario of having to play Ohio State again? I see after losing to them yesterday, not what you wanted, but um, a little motive, extra motivation. A neutral court, I think, will be fine. I see a win. I see us. Like, I talked to them today. I talked to the team today, and um, they're working on their, you know, breaking the press. They're working on being more aggressive. If you if you saw the game. Michigan State was just not aggressive. They settled for those outside shots while Ohio State pounded inside. They drew the contact. They drew the fouls. And Michigan State, Raymar Morgan loves the outside shot, loves those 16-foot jumpers. He settled for him. He didn't drive inside. Kalen Lucas, who is one of the best at dribble penetrating, just stayed outside. They would just pass the ball on the outside, the perimeter, and then shoot it as the shot clock ran down. They just need to take it inside, draw some fouls, shoot some free throws, because we're the best team in the Big Ten in free throw shooting. Yes, and we are the best in the Big Ten for the fifth consecutive season in field goal shooting. Also, neutral sites, uh, just a side note, Michigan State is 3-1 and one at neutral sites, and we haven't played cupcakes either. Uh, was it a BYU, a Texas, a Missouri, and a UCLA? With the loss coming in the, in the waning seconds of that UCLA game. But Michigan State, like we talked about last week, 17-0 and at home this season. Perfect season. Oh, one of only a ha- one of only four teams, I believe it was, to end the regular season with a perfect mark. Was it um, Vanderbilt, Georgetown, BYU. Notre Dame in the top twenty-five? Oh, in the top. BYU's in the top twenty-five. And if they made a return, I, this is old. This is old research. But uh-huh. I was trying to be on top of my game. But like I said, two thousand national championship. How many losses did the Spartans have? Seven. We have seven now. You know, talk about the the benefits of the NCAA tournament. Talk about the benefits of neutral sites. Talk about the referees, and we're going to get some non-Big Ten referees, and they're going to see a different, you know, they have their own different styles of calling games, and it's probably maybe going to either help us or they're going to go they're, they're going to let kids hoop is what they're going to do. Yeah. they're not going to let a whistle decide a game. Uh, but um, how do the Spartans fare in the Big Ten tournament? You, th- you I believe they'll they'll pull, you know, t- not typical Michigan State, but I think they'll win it. I think we'll take it all, barring maybe Indiana or Purdue making the final game and playing in Indianapolis maybe an hour away from their campuses. I'd say MSU takes it all, and because we win the Big Ten tournament we went out, I think it bumps us up to maybe a 4-5 or five seed in the NCAA tournament. Um, who's your dark horse to the Big Ten tournament? Like, it really matters, but who's your dark horse? 
I mean, like, it matters because the Big Ten tournament, in my opinion, doesn't carry much significance. Uh, Purdue. Well, Dark Horse, I don't know. <laughs> Purdue, like, yeah, you, they you almost said, won the Big Ten. You said Minnesota. Different. You said Minnesota. I'll take Minnesota. Yeah, I like Tubby that. Smith. I would take that, too. I'll buy into that. That intangible Tubby Smith's going to give them extra points against anybody. National if, championship coach. If Minnesota can make a run and knock off Indiana for us and Purdue, that'd be... Pretty nice. I'm all about MSU that. against Minnesota in the Big Ten tournament final. That's what I, I think got. that's a win that's for I'm, MSU. That's what I'm thinking. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, your thoughts, 517-432-3893. Um, the all-conference teams uh, were just announced. If you missed it, Drew Neitzel, surprise, surprise, first team all-Big Ten coaches selection, uh, along with Eric Gordon, DJ White, Robbie Hummel, freshman out of Purdue, and Brian Butch out of Wisconsin. The Polar Bear. If I hear ESPN reference him as a polar bear again. If I hear him referencing their ice fishing trip with Wisconsin's Brian Butch again. Was TJ, Steve Lavin and Brent Musburger went on an ice fishing trip. Did you see that segment? No, I did not, unfortunately. <laughs> but here's your first team. Eric Gordon, DJ White, Drew Neitzel, Michigan State, Robbie Hummel, Purdue, Brian Butch, Wisconsin. But we move now. From the hardwood to the rink. More officials. But this time MHSAA officials, Michigan High School Athletics uh, uh, Association. Michigan State, Michigan High School Hockey Championship game. Goes to eight overtimes this weekend. And the MHSAA, the governing body over high school sports here in Michigan, decides to call the game a tie. Awards co-champions. You down with this? No, absolutely not. There's got to be something done about this. They got to stop to this. They got to maybe do a shootout. The referees have to after, you know, after it gets out of hand, maybe three, two, two overtimes. It's a high school hockey game. Maybe give them a break. Um, make it a best of three or something like that. Just it's ridiculous. You got to stop it. Eight overtimes. I don't know. I, I just have a problem with it being a tie in a championship game. You know, you have to have a you know first place. You can't have a co-champion. I mean, it's one thing if it's like thing, high school baseball and it's late at night, it's dark, yeah. you have to call the game, but come on, what shoot I'm saying out. Is, I mean, you can even finish it maybe the next day, or schedule, you know, maybe a shootout like Pavel said. I don't like, even know, you can't recreate that fatigue, you can't recreate that environment. I think like Pavel said, maybe three overtimes, let's go to a shootout. That's why hockey sucks, because you can, <laughs> you can leave with that distaste and that unsat- that that neutral feeling at there's no winner? What What is that? What kind of political correct decision was that? We're going to have co-state champions. We both get rings. Oh, how happy we all are. Get out of here. People lose. That's not, yeah. the, that's not real life, MHSA. We don't award co-champions. Yes, both teams played hard, but there needs to be a winner and there needs to be a loser. If they had Another knack on hockey. Please. <laughs> if they had eight overtimes along with the three regular periods, that's 11. They've, they had enough to play three and a half games. Make it a best of three. And Here we go. Aren't they hockey players, though? They're supposed to be the toughest yeah, the athletes, the out toughest athletes out there. <laughs> uh, your thoughts, Pavel's mad. Uh, 517-432-3893. I want to know your opinion on this. A Michigan high school final hockey game, state finals, goes eight overtimes. The MHSAA calls it a tie after the eighth overtime and awards co-champions. Roche. Is this right? Rochambeau. I think this is Bush League. 
And I think that there needs to be a winner and there needs to be a loser. How many overtimes did Baylor play earlier this year in basketball? Five? Three. Three? Three overtimes. Play, don't, play as many as you need to finish. Or in hockey, go to a shootout. Sun death overtime in the NHL is the best thing ever. It's the best thing. It can go eight overtimes, and nobody's going to say it's ridiculous because it's intense, everybody's tired, and just the competition of it, like, just... It, de- the magnitude it devalues of the, game. the championship. That's why, like, soccer and hockey are kind of, like, hand-in-hand. Hand. They both have that sudden death overtime. It's like, how how cool is that? I won the state championship in, in 08. Oh, wasn't that the year that the two teams tied? So you really didn't win the state championship. You kind of tied for it. Win it outright. Have a shootout. Is it that difficult? Is it is it disadvantage one team or another too much because of goalies? If you have a poor goalie that can't contend in a, in a one-on-one situation, they're better in a, in, a, in, a, in the flow of the game. I don't think it has much, you know. Pit, put your best, the five best shooters you've got against their goalie and vice versa. You're talking about a shootout. Exactly. Have a shootout after two overtimes. Let, let the shootout decide. Not a MHSA committee decide that the game is going to be called a tie it's pathetic co-champions no, I, I agree with you this, this is decision. not this There's is not like fifth grade okay we don't need to send everybody home happy i saw the picture on the internet it's like the state trophy in both teams surrounding it what are you going to cut it in half i don't know i didn't agree with that at all play play until someone wins sports are about winning and losing essentially at the end of the day Yes, you want to learn and have fun at certain levels, but there has to be a winner and a loser. If not, you know, that's why hockey is good. Goodbye. 517-432-3893. Your thoughts on this? Um, We're going to move ahead, but if you would like to comment on it, hockey game goes eight overtimes in the state finals, and the MHSA decides to call it a tie and award co-champions. How hunky-dory. Well, who's the game between, too? I don't know, and I don't necessarily care. But, you know, no knock on Michigan State hockey. I like Spartan hockey. But the NHL, can't find it on TV. It's going to be like boxing soon. You're going to have to order it on HBO. It's Wings Predators, seven ninety nine tonight, you know? So, Ray, Ray talk to me, bro. Would you have ended it in, well, how would you have ended the game? Eight overtimes shootout? I think after about the third overtime, maybe. There should have been a shootout. I think that's the only way. I mean, so, just... so three overtimes is enough? Yeah. I mean, is that too much, Pavel? I've I've never been on two overtimes. Is, two overtimes is plenty. Yeah. Two overtimes is plenty. There just needs to be a rule that needs to dictate. That's that. why you throw, like you said, hockey and soccer, throw it in that box. When you walk off the field with that neutral feeling, what did we accomplish today? What do we run those sprints for? What do we go blue line to blue line or... You know, whatever you do in hockey. What about that tie in uh, baseball in the All Star game? Bud Seelig. Because Seelig's a moron. <laughs> well, and what, what happened well, then somebody in the MSHSAA, whatever it is, yeah, it's never someone's before. a moron. It's you, you can't just base it on one person. You can't say hockey sucks because, you know, some per, some person's a moron decided to end it at. Well, let it get to eight overtimes. That's just, that's just one of the many reasons <laughs> hockey is an inferior sport. You know, look at the major athletic websites. And the t- you just notice the tabs on the top of the screen, you know it starts like NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA. You know you notice how hockey's slowly moving down that line, and I think it's symbolic. It's college of, of, football, college, co- basketball. college basketball, and college football are much more popular than hockey, as is Major League Baseball. 
And wa- wa- watch out for the WNBA nipping at your heels. <laughs> oh, no. No, I would never say that. Um, how about, how about fa- you watch Family? Anybody you guys watch Family Guy? Yeah. The jokes that they crack on the WNBA? No, I don't Oh, see my that. goodness. Unbelievable. <laughs> Not to mention, I may have watched my favorite Family Guy episode yesterday where Stewie uh, profess- or, uh, Brian professes his love for Lois. Oh, it was how many of those are there? It There's was a lot of them. It was incredible. He takes her to like Martha's Vineyard. I was dying laughing. But I was watching the South Park Marathon. Oh, oh God. I, I went Were you crazy. Watching that? <laughs> Did you see that last night? Yeah. That was it's, been, it's, been, it's been on all weekend. Look at this. Yeah. Look at the insight you can get on this show from, <laughs> so, from hockey. I think South Park's to, better than Family Guy. That, I, was, I think I put so. up with South Park I think about so. Family Guy. I would too, yeah. Is, that, more is that the true debate tonight? South Park's yeah. more clever. South Park over Family Guy? I think Family Guy's more popular, but I think if you start watching South Park, South Park's more clever. Yeah. <laughs> Family Guy's pretty clever ridiculous. with the with yeah, the aside the jokes the aside jokes they have. Yeah. The slashbacks. Oh unbelievable. Uh your thoughts on anything <laughs> anything we've discussed. Still waiting on Jamal Spencer, uh, but true to form, um, you know, he's feeding the stereotype tonight by being late, so we'll get on him when he gets here. Uh, 517-432-3893 is the number. The email inbox is wide open, 517-432-3893. Here's the hottest news of the night, folks. Drew Neitzel selected to the first-team All-Big Ten team. Does he deserve it? First-team All-Big Ten, Drew Neitzel, the second straight year he's been selected. Uh, The senior averaged roughly 14 points, three rebounds, and four assists per game this season ranking third in the nation in assist-to-turnover ratio. So Drew Neitzel, first-team All-Big Ten. Raymar Morgan, he's second. Kalen Lucas, honorable mention, but he doesn't make the all-freshman team. My gripe is right there. Kalen Lucas is a pro. He played tremendous this year towards the tail end. Cleaned up his turnover problem, scoring double figures, four assists. Our backcourt is assisting the heck out of the ball. Three guards in the top five of the Big Ten in assist, and that's a testament to us knocking down shots as well. That's why we led the conference in shoot and field goal shooting percentage for the fifth consecutive season. So clearly we have shooters, uh, but Drew Neitzel, first team, all Big Ten. Your thoughts, 517-432-3893. I know this may not be the hottest topic on your list, but I think it's something to address. Women's basketball they won one game at the Big Ten Tournament, fell to Illinois in the semifinals. I think it will be enough to make the Big Ten, to make the NCAA Tournament since Illinois lost yesterday and they didn't get the automatic bid. So Alyssa DeHaan, she was also selected to the first team All-Big Ten last week and to the All-Defensive team. Clearly because she blocks like 130 shots a season. Just sick. I think she'll have the national record by the time she graduates easily. You know, it was tough to watch the uh, Illinois Michigan State women's game. You did because I was flip- I, well. I did. I Bless was flipping back. Heart, I did as well. I won't lie. I was flipping back and forth through the Duke UNC game at halftime and watching the Illinois Michigan State game. But Michigan State in the end just got embarrassed. They were Illinois went on a thirteen zero run to end the game. We have eerily similar uh, TV style wa- watching styles. I was flipping between the Carolina Duke game and the Michigan yeah. State women's game. Because right, I've been blessed choice. with the Big Ten Network, you know. You exactly. Do- yeah, I have the I have Direct TV. I have the Big Ten Network. That's cocky. That's cocky. So you and the ten other people, but that so could think, change. I just think, as much as a, of the game I did see, every time they give it to Alyssa Han, she would 
you know, make a move, turn around, put it right in. Easy. Just give it to her. I mean, I have no idea how tough it is. What an what an intricate what an intricate offense, Ray. Dribble down, post feed it on. That's what UNC <laughs> likes to do. Is it give just it to hands, bro. Yeah, give it to hands, bro. Exactly. He's he's a, just, he is a, a beast. He is. It, he really is a beast. I mean, people say inside. that you know they keep saying he's the toughest player. He plays the hardest. Watch him play a complete game. It is ridiculous. But do you agree they should just give it to Dehan? Oh, no question. Absolutely. She's she's a monster. She's taller than anybody on the court. She draws double teams. She gets to the foul line. Uh, but we're just talking about the Big Ten Network. Uh, this, according to the Free Press, and the Free Press, according to a close source, Comcast and the Big Ten Network have made significant progress towards a deal, and only an unforeseen setback would prevent it from being on the cable system by football season. So this would be tremendous, tremendous noise to the ears of those in Metro Detroit, to those in the Midwest. People will be able to see the games. Recruits will be able to see the games. Uh, that'd be great news. To what we thought was a negotiation dead, um, Big Ten Network Comcast, apparently a finalized deal will be done soon. So here's to hoping that will be done soon so the griping can stop. I'm sure uh, DirecTV and Dish Network are uh, crying about it because they're going to lose some service. They're going to lose some business over it because people are ready to change over from Comcast to DirecTV or satellite and now they don't have to anymore, so everybody can get the Big Ten Network. So, so here's the hope, and the deal gets done soon. But according to the Free Press, um, the Big Ten Network and Comcast close to a deal. Um, continuing with women's basketball, we I just want to look down the road a bit. You look at Alyssa DeHaan, the return of Aisha Jefferson next year, talented freshman, Kalisha King, Brittany Thomas. I think Satira this team. Washington. I think this team will be Final Four caliber um, DeHaan senior year because it'll be Aisha's fifth year. And Brittany Thomas will be a junior. Keen will be a junior. Cetera will be a junior. Tremendous down. I think they'll make the Final Four that year, if not win a championship. Yeah, like I said, Cetera is a, their leading scorer, and she's a freshman from Kalamazoo, Loy Norick. So she's a special player. And Manny Pukowski, uh, one of the best-looking players on the team. She's a sophomore. She's a sophomore. I'm glad. Good way to give big ups to, to the talent both on and off the court. Absolutely. She's in my classes. Ah, look at that. Mandy Pajalski, big ups to you from the Spartan Sports Wrap tonight. But your thoughts, 517-432-3893 is the number. The email inbox, wdbmsports at gmail.com. You catching that Bulls game last night? No, I didn't. Shannon Brown was uh, getting some tick. Was it? Because apparently, was it Duhon? Bulls at Pistons. Duhon missed the game, missed a shoot-around. Because he was at the, he was at the UNC game. <laughs> and so uh, Shannon Brown got to play <laughs> significant minutes against the Pistons last night. And he was doing his thing a little bit, as dot Shannon Brown was. So uh, it's good to see Shannon hooping. Cut the braids. Now he really looks like Chris Brown, the singer. <laughs> but Shannon Brown getting some minutes with Chicago last night. Uh, but Big Ten talk. We've heard it all season. We, it, it comes up every year. The Big Ten conference is terrible, some say. Is the Big Ten Conference that bad in men's basketball? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think uh, it surprised a lot of people this year. They thought it was going to be a down year, but here you have Purdue emerges as a top-tier team. You have Wisconsin, who's always going to be there. Uh, I think Illinois is traditionally really down. Traditionally, they've been great. Yeah. You know, with Bill Self and Bruce Weber. And I just... 
I think this year might might have been a down year, but you'll see next year Bruce Weber will have him back. He'll have a nice recruiting class. He'll have him back, and the Big Ten will be restored. And Michigan State, they should be a favorite next year with the recruiting class they have coming in. Oh, absolutely, no question about it. <clears throat> but I'm just I'm sick of hearing how bad the Big Ten is. Yes, we're not the best conference in America. Um, I think if you look at the uh, the Big Ten, look at Jam- look at Jamal Spencer. He has the fortitude, the co-host of this show, um, to call me while uh, while the show's on the air, and he's supposed to be in here. Look at that! What a guy! What a guy! I'm, doesn't he know we're on the air? You know, hey, maybe you could take a timeout from talking to answer my call. Uh, Jamal, if you're listening, if you're uh, if you're in your car driving, what are you doing? But back to our point. Best conference in America? Mm, toss up Pac-10. between the Pac-10 and the Big East. It's Pac-10. The, or the Pac-10 and the Big 12, pardon me. Pardon me, because Kansas and Texas are so strong. Uh, the ACC, very, very top-heavy. Very top-heavy. Uh, the Big 10 right there behind them. Uh, but... Uh, the Pac-10, very good. Um, and Jamal continues uh, to ring me. But uh, Jamal Spencer should be joining us, hopefully, before the end of the show here. He, he's, a, uh, he's, a, he's a regular. And the cell phone continues to blow up. The BlackBerry is going to explode over here. Three missed calls, two voicemails. Unbelievable. But uh, that's it. That's enough of the, of the talk. The Big Ten is not that bad. Tell me why it seems every year we have a team in the, in the Elite Eight or the Final Four we had Ohio State in the national championship. Perhaps in 05, we had Illinois and Michigan State in the Final Four. And contemporarily, the Big Ten has produced. It's because we get through all these uh, bad officiating games, and then we get to the NCAA tournament, and we see some different refs, and it goes in our favor. Um, but I want to I get to, no, to a little off topic here. Since Jamal clearly isn't coming into the show, I picked up Ray today to come to the show. <laughs> and uh, Ray, you were at where? Panama? Yeah. All week. Folks, Ray has a hickey on his neck. First off, Ray, <laughs> I, I have to say that it's quite bushly <laughs> to, to have a hater mark on your neck. Um, I'm not even punching my neck. Ray, because you admitted it. You started, you started <laughs> laughing and nearly crying in the car on the way over when I said, what is that on your neck? A hickey? So what's what happened there? Was she Was she reasonable? <laughs> Yeah, she's pretty cute. Uh, I don't know. I was at a club. I was, was definitely time traveling. I didn't know what what the hell was going on. Apparently, I thought it was you know, you know, high school senior spring break. I don't know. You're regretting it. <laughs> yeah, I got so, this so, bruise on my neck. So, <laughs> it's terrible. So did you like Wikipedia any uh, possible ways to get rid of that hickey? No, but my mom was making fun of me. But I I just gotta wear a turtleneck for the next few days. A, a turtleneck. Windex. So, uh, Jamal Spencer, he's your usual co-host of this show. He uh, he calls, or he just texts me and says, what's the number to the show? He's been on this show for four or five months, and he doesn't know the number. Pathetic. I just text him the number. So, uh, here's me uh, being a prophet that Jamal Spencer is going to call this show shortly. Uh, but back to you, Ray. The hickey on the neck. Um, what, what portion of the week was this, and what time of the this, night was this? Was it? definitely the last night. The last. Oh, you had so. to go out. You had to go out with a bang, didn't you? So. Just if you're joining us, Ray, co- Ray, Ray co-hosted the Spartan Sports Rep with me. A uh, hickey on his neck after returning from spring break. Apparently, Ray thought he was in Cancun senior year of high school and just time traveling and uh, 
some uh, young young lady planted one on you, huh? Yeah, I don't know. I, was, I guess I was throwing some Hail Marys out there. <laughs> one one was completed. So. He threw a Hail Mary out there. I love so. it. Um, so uh, d- what tactics, back to back to my original, what tactics have you used to try to get rid of it? Like the comb, the the cover-up? you get God, I, even, I haven't even tried anything. I just... The ice, you know? No, I... Turtleneck. Not even... <laughs> that's why I wore this jacket. <laughs> so you're wearing like a zip-up jacket with the collar? Yeah, I, I was actually going out... I went out to see my parents when I came back. I wore a t-shirt. My mom made me put on a collar shirt. So what, what does your mom say to you when she sees that? I don't know, she's like... What does Pop say? Pop smack you on the, on the back and say, good work, or, or what's the deal? I, my mom was just making fun of me. She's just, <laughs> she just ripping on me. Because, I mean, that is pretty embarrassing. Uh, 517-432-3893 is the number. I do have some Tom Izzo for you, but guess what? We're not going to get to that tonight. My apologies. <laughs> we got better things to talk about. Um, you, we got a phone call? Oh, the CD? No, I'm good. No, we'll we'll skip that this week. My apologies. Um, there's enough Michigan State basketball content on there. You can't get this hickey on the neck content on Ray anywhere else. Um, blonde brunette was the deal. Uh, she was brunette. Jeff Shoop, Jazz Spectrum, just in the building. Jazz Spectrum on at eight o'clock. Hey, Ray has a hickey on his neck. He got it on spring break. He's clapping. He's clapping. Oh, clap. He might have got that too. So. <laughs> No, I... no, we won't even go there. <laughs> we we got to keep it PG. I don't, I don't need to get in trouble. Your thoughts, 517-432-3893. What's more embarrassing than getting a hickey on college spring break? Tell me that. 517-432-3893. Um, also, some random news. Dwayne Wade, Miami Heat, he's going to sit the rest of the season. He's like the contemporary Vince Carter. Getting injured every third week. So Dwayne Wade sitting the rest of the season. Michigan State basketball, they play Ohio State Friday, 2.30 p.m. Eastern. That's on ESPN. Aaron Andrews on the sideline. So, uh, fellas, enjoy that. For the Big Ten tournament? Yeah, for the Big Ten tournament. Lavin wow. and Musburger calling the game. Absolutely. We're, we're big time. Man. Absolutely. So uh, that'll be on ESPN on Friday. I'll be there. Whatever goes down. In Indiana, in Indianapolis, I will cover it. I will have your content next Monday, as well as Michigan State Spartan football. It's the NCAA March Madness preview show next Monday. It's the day after Selection Sunday. That's a given. That is a given. We'll talk our seat. I'm hoping we're going somewhere warm, and I'm hoping I'm traveling. Y'all better come here with a filled-out bracket. Oh, yeah. Rough we'll, draft we'll, bracket. We'll have the, uh, the Spartan Sports Rap bracket challenge amongst the co-hosts here. Uh, Brigitte MIA, she went to Miami for spring break. She's a co-host. Don't know where she is. She might still be on the on the beach partying it up. Who knows if she even made it back? I don't know if I would have left. She's still out giving hickeys. <laughs> is that oh, is that right? Ray has a hickey on his neck. He got it on spring break. Uh, what do you have to say for yourself? How embarrassed were you when you woke up the next day and realized what you had done? I didn't, to you? I didn't know until. I guess my roommates at the time were making fun of me. I, I didn't know it happened because uh, I definitely wouldn't allow that. Well, yeah, you wouldn't allow that. <laughs> <laughs> so your thoughts, folks, as we wrap up here, five one seven four three two thirty eight ninety three. Tidbits to wrap up: Michigan State women's golf. They won another tournament. Sarah Brown won the tournament, the individual title. Franklin Gomez, Michigan State wrestling. He won the Big Ten title at one hundred and thirty three pounds. He now. Is focused on winning a national title. 
Uh, Rhiannon Bandescott Gymnastics, she scored a perfect 10 on the vault. So <laughs> Jamal Spencer says, stop dogging me on the show. I can't get through. Uh, maybe he needs a, a new cell phone. Quit. He's from Detroit, so he's probably rocking Sprint or something. Uh, but Jamal Spencer, I don't even know where he is. Feed the stereotype. You're late. You know what's new, Jamal Spencer? Ray has a hickey on his neck. I needed you here to roast him with me, but you're not. Uh, but five one seven four three two thirty eight ninety three is the number. Um, you know, I don't even want to get into your stories. <laughs> we, we don't need to go there. I'm the host. We'll, we won't go there. All right. We'll keep it cool. Yeah. We got to talk. We, you know, it's like, uh, what do they call that in law? A statute of limitations? It's, like, it's all in good fun. It's like, it's like three, four years since high school. You know, we can, you know, yeah. it's statute of limitations is up. Um, perhaps we have a phone call to end the show. And we do. Is it Jamal? It is Jamal. Uh, Jamal, uh, you're late and it's no surprise, Spencer. Welcome to the show. I left like nine messages. I couldn't get through to anybody. Uh, quit lying. Your sprint or whatever you're using is messing up. And you did you hear that Ray's got a hickey on his neck? I did. I did. I also heard Brigitte is the likely suspect or some high school senior. <laughs> some high school senior, Ray, huh? Uh, I'm not be going to jail for that. <laughs> so, so, hey, what's the word on Michigan State football recruiting quickly, Jamal? Big, big signing. They got Larry Caper today. He uh, orally or verbally committed. A lot of recruits think verbal, you know, recruits don't mean much or verbal commitments. I met with him today, met his folks. He's the real deal. Best running back in the state of Michigan for the 09 class. He's definitely going to be his partner. In addition to a quarterback they got? Yep, they got the cat from Midland. They've got a quarterback. They got a nice strong side linebacker from Renaissance coming in, as well as a 6'2 wide receiver from Ypsilanti. So Mark D'Antonio stressed an offense early in his 09 draft class, but I wouldn't be surprised if he turns it around and gets a key lineman from the state of Ohio. Um, quickly, uh, your advice to Ray as far as uh, spring break hickeys. Ray, you're, you know, I think uh, I think Paulo said it best. Windex tends to work well, but you know, I'm of a different shade. I don't exactly get hickeys. So, <laughs> you know, I've only got to tell you what I've heard. Hey, Jamal, thanks a lot. We appreciate the call. Thanks, no buddy. problem, bro. That's it. That is the Spartan Sports Wrap tonight. Uh, touching a variety of topics as we do every week. Um, for Mr. Hickey, Ray, Mara, Pavel Kaufman, and Scout.com, I'm Dan Duggar. This is it. Uh, you're listening to WDBM East Lansing. Have a great week. I'll talk to you after the Big Ten Tournament. You've been listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. Tune in every week for more of the greatest sports information, news, and analysis. Here and only here on Impact 89FM.